<laughs> At least we sound good. I mean, <clears throat> we've just had quite an experience happen to us. <laughs> you know, just before we were about to land our entire podcast. Yeah. What welcome happens? to Production 101. Tell us Welcome to what South Africa. Happened. 101. Our favorite... Friend um, is Eskim. We love you, Eskim. You are everything. Eskim, we love you. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for coming in right at the very climax of yeah, our story. Just when we're about to land. Just when we're about to land. Touchdown and yeah, load shedding. Well, I was just like, what it do? The episode that was affected by load shedding, <laughs> and we lost everything. <laughs> An hour of rolling time, but you know what? It's okay. An this hour of our creative, pro- of our cognitive property. But it's I mean, like people would have paid good money for all of that. Like a lot of money now. Here's us sitting here going, cool. We're just diving back into it. And you know what? This is probably one of the reasons. If I didn't go to therapy. I probably would have behaved so badly. You I would have I run both. out of here. Yeah, exactly. You we would have I run both. out of here crying. <laughs> I was fighting back the tears. I was sitting there going, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. You need to be professional. You're like sitting here with a therapist. She's going to think you've got major issues. <laughs> the therapist is busy trying to get herself together. The therapist is busy having a hot flash. She's like breaking out in hives. She's like, it's cool, it's cool. And I'm like, who are you trying to convince me? Cool. Or you? Like, cool. <laughs> We're not okay right now. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I need to phone it my therapist yo 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 what is up you candid little kittens welcome back to straight up candid a podcast with your host clg the great you know straight up candid is a safe and spicy space for us to get down and you know talk a little dirty and deep about all things candid From sex, love, cringe stories, self-help tools, dating advice to dysfunctions, all the taboo topics, uncomfortable conversations, yep, we're unpacking it all. And we're not holding back on any of the spice and we're spilling all the tea. We're back for episode three of Straight Up Candid. And before I introduce my wonderful guest and the topic for tonight's episode, I just wanted to say that I am so incredibly grateful for the support i've been receiving thus far i have received so much love since i launched this podcast and it's been pretty overwhelming so i just wanted to say thank you to everybody who chooses to listen to my voice every second week at home in your car at work wherever you may be listening from thank you for joining me on this really special journey and without further ado on tonight's episode i have my dear queen of a friend the exceptional mobile m who is a qualified clinical psychologist currently registered with HBCSA. Mobile has experience in practicing in the public and private sector and is currently at a private practice in Amshlanga and she also offers online sessions via Zoom. Tonight, we unpack the journey of healing from emotionally abusive relationships. We identify what a gaslighter really is and how to spot narcissistic behavior. This episode is one that's near and dear to my heart as we touch on some of my own personal experiences with emotionally abusive relationships. This is just a disclaimer that this episode comes with a content and trigger warning of emotional abuse. This is simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. So without any further delays, grab a big glass of vino, sit back, relax, and get ready to dig deep with Obile and I. 
it's a new episode brand new episode let's do this let's do this let's do it let's do it let's do it do mm-hmm. it do it that's gonna be like the jingle <laughs> I need like a little intro. Been wanting a jingle, eh? Really wanting a jingle. Welcome to Straight Up Candy. Ooh, ooh, up, shoot, shoot up. up. <laughs> well, I mean, there we go. We have our <laughs> brand new jingle. So you guys are here. Welcome back to Welcome back. Straight Up Candid. And tonight we have a very special guest. Mobile M is in the building. Yes, girl. Oh, I love, goodness. I love it when you say say my name. Mobile oh, yeah. M. I said it right. You know what? It's the Eastern Cape in me that's coming out. I'm so excited that I can say, say my name. name. Say my name. I just sound so good. I feel like I'm a real singer when I come on here. I, I, I think so too. I feel like there might be if there's any record labels. Listen here. Yeah. yeah, listen. Like we're available, y'all. I I do. I mean, we, we come as a duo though. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Ngobile M, and I am a fully qualified, certified clinical psychologist currently in private practice around the Durban North Umhlanga area, mm. and I'm available for online therapy as well. At the comfort in the comfort of your own home, the comfort of your own home, in your pajamas. Um, Downstairs, upstairs, in the garage, in the garden, garden, in the pool, (laughs) with your phone on FaceTime if you want. Anything you doing, you have no reason why. We bring therapy to you. So you have no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. And and Mobile has just launched her own podcast called Becoming. Yes, Becoming by Mobile M. Please Ooh. check that out. Please check um, it out and subscribe to her YouTube channel and Spotify. her podcast. Yes, we're on Spotify. We are on Apple Music now. Literally just this morning, yes. I just got the email. No <laughs> way. Say, Congrats. Yeah, I, you. I think just five minutes ago, actually. That is amazing. Um, and we're on YouTube. So oh definitely check it out if you're looking for some mental health it's content. It's so good. We love we love to see it. Her and her husband. Well, you yes. recently got married. Recently got married. I get to say I have a husband now. It's a so husband. Husband. <laughs> husband. 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 Shout out to my ones. Shout out to the world's greatest husband Ooh, in the whole world. The king and queen. You know. The king and queen of the O3-1. <laughs> Guys, if you want to see goals, just, just go. <laughs> just go and have a look at Mobile M and Rugged Eyes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, friend. Oh, like, my yeah, angel. I'm so been, stoked. I've been it, You've been, been waiting. I've been low key, like we've been waiting. Make her call me Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Like when I first met Mobile last year, sometime we were at a, a food event. Yes, because we love food. We <laughs> love food. Oh, we love the food. We love to eat. Um, and I was like, oh, I absolutely love this girl. And then shout out to our friend Jess. Yes, we AKA love Jess. Smiles. You know what? Jess to, is everything. She is the every, she is literally she is literally everything. she is my hub girl. She is sure. everything for me. I love her to death. To death. Um, she she reintroduced. Us because yeah. she was like, you have to work on this project with yeah, Mobile. So yeah. we worked on a project last year yeah. together. An amazing project. It was so much fun. Yeah. And we got to do a really, really, really cool shoot. And um, then I was like, you know what? I was actually really sad after the the, the, the project because I was like, is this going to be the last time I get to work with you? No, not. And then, <laughs> and then, like, sort of like within a week, yeah. you launched your podcast. And then shortly after that, then I you launched, launched mine. Yours. And we were like, it's go, we're doing all the things. <laughs> and you were like, this is our year. And I was like, yes. Yes, it's our year to be heard. I know I, just, I, I said this um, just now, but I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm so proud of us. I'm so I proud am. of our generation. I'm proud of the fact that we are putting ourselves out there. We are speaking Creating. about, yes. We are speaking about things that are taboo, about non-conventional things. We yes. are we are 
reckless we are ruthless we are hungry um mm. i'm so proud of us friend like i love it you know what and i just want more people to do yes. this like i know like we're just two people and like the grand scheme of yeah. things doing something yeah. like this but like mm. i just want to inspire other people to be able to step out of their be comfort seen. zone and just speak and be heard because everyone be seen everyone be heard. everyone has a story yes. everyone has something to teach someone yeah. everyone has something to yeah. learn so this is really important and i mean like you guys need to go listen to Nobile's um, uh, podcast and YouTube channel because Thank she speaks about all things, all things mental, mental health. health. I mean, they, she did an episode on the Tinder swindler, which I absolutely <laughs> loved. It actually made I me it made me go watch the Tinder <laughs> swindler. Yes, I did. Because so, I have, I mean, like, I don't know that big hype about it. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've been a an avid Tinder, t- not a Tinder swindler. You almost got myself a Tinder person. <laughs> Tinder. I've been an avid Tinder user <laughs> for a long time now. But but um, it made me actually go on and watch this. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, she like really tapped into. Guys, it's scary, actually. Yo, I'm telling you, I dated a Tinder swindler. You know Yo, that. No, scary stuff, actually. I'm telling you, girl, you don't even understand. <laughs> I, I've dated a lot of Wild. characters. I've not a, I dated a lot of interesting people yeah. in my life. And, and this is sort of like me diving into this interesting conversation that we yeah. were having earlier. Oh, we were really interrupted briefly. Yes, actually. But we're not going to hop on the past actually. too much. <laughs> we, I mean, okay, just to give you a high level a quick second. A little bit of a We were an hour into, into recording, recording. And then? Eskom happened. Our friend Eskom. Because welcome to South Eskom. Africa. Eskom. Because <laughs> welcome to SA. Welcome to we SA. Love we, we love it here. We love it here. It's so, like, so We love it when Eskom comes oh. and rudely interrupts us and then we have to redo a whole hour. An entire, <laughs> An entire hour. hour. And you know what? We got real deep. But you know what? We're just going to like <laughs> okay. dive back into it. We yeah. move. We keep going because you know what? Time That's waits just for what no we one. do. We just keep going. And we are. It was like the preliminary therapy session yeah. before the podcast. Yeah. So we're just going to call it the therapy. <laughs> you can send me the invoice later. <laughs> but um, I love that that happened though. Funny it enough. Was I actually love that it did happen. because It was like an icebreaker. Yes. Besides that, like it makes you realize that, listen, this is life. Okay. Shit happens. This is life. Like I could have rudely got up and walked out of here and be like. Like a real Beyonce. Not a Beyonce. You know, Beyonce but because I know that this is life and these things happen, happen. and it's going to happen to to me one day when I have you on as mm-hmm. a guest, you know, and I'm and I, I'm hoping that you treat me nice. Oh, one hundred percent. I just sit there and be like, Kim, okay, I'm going to get us an Americano, and we're just gonna breathe and we're gonna meditate, we're gonna pray, and we're gonna be cool, and we're gonna be okay. But that's life, you literally. Know? That's life, and 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 I, and I like the fact that we can now use that as ammunition, yes, and bring it into this this episodes topic as well that you know exactly. what life doesn't always go as planned it doesn't um and sometimes Ooh, we stop it doesn't but what matters is that after you stop you, you keep going that first gear again and you clash just balance again ah, clutch. <laughs> clutch <laughs> balance again and um and keep, it start, moving. keep moving you keep and you know what? we are gonna keep We're gonna moving. Keep moving and you know what i am um, I'm seriously so excited to have Nobile on the show today because she, Same. we've had, we, I mean, we've already like dive, dived, listen to me. We've already dove into a lot of this. Mm. Um, and I'm just excited to rehash it because yeah. we've spoken about it, yeah. but, but like, I'm really excited to rehash all of yeah. this. And, and I know, I mean, I mentioned that I was a, a Tinder user, but pre my Tinder using, <laughs> I've been in a, I, you know, I, I've been in my third year, like I'm in my third year of therapy, therapy now. Yeah. And, um, I, did not know that I needed therapy until <laughs> until I started. I mean, who knows that who they knows need therapy girl? until they get to go to therapy. 
And until you realize, like, you're okay, this is actually. I this need is professional so, help with this I one. Need, I need professional help. I need to unpack some things. Yeah. And now, going to my third year, I'll give my therapist an alias. We'll call her Michelle. Um, I've developed such a beautiful relationship with her. And, like, I just feel like it's been the best thing I've ever done. And, you know. Shout I, out to Michelle. Shout out to <laughs> Michelle. It's not her real name. <laughs> but uh, as a form of protection, I'm going to call her Michelle today. Mm. Um. And it made me realize that everyone should go to therapy. Yeah. And this is why I have you on the show. Yeah. Because we're going to identify some pretty interesting yeah. things. Things that I have personally experienced. Yeah. And things that you've been I've dealing with. Listen, you've. I always say I call myself the therapist in therapy. Yes. Because I, <laughs> I mean, you're I a believe, therapist in therapy. I'm a therapist in therapy because I, I believe in it that much. Mm-hmm. I believe in it that much. Um, I think everyone needs it. Yes. No, 100%. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're people. We're not a fixed thing. We're not... We're continuously changing. We're yeah. continuously learning, Growing, learning evolving, everything. learning things about ourselves, learning things about unlearning, unlearning things. things about ourselves. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm seeing ourselves through the eyes of different experiences that we may have personally experienced, and we see ourselves again through the experiences of our parents and of our grandparents our ancestors you know and of our ancestors and that's where stuff like generational trauma comes in oh my gosh that's a whole different thing (laughs) that's a whole different that's a whole different (laughs) you know but we realize that we need things like therapy you need something to actually remind you to return to the self um to listen to the self because everything pours out from you and if you're not taking care of that and if you're not investing in that relationship then you're going to find yourself being defined by everything and anything but you and i think when you say defined is that is that like by how other people perceive you like you're seeing they're seeing you through their lens and that's how they're sort of conditioning you to believe that how you are is that what you mean by that that, that's exactly what i mean by that i know that i had spoken about this earlier that um you know, when we take it back to, to the essence of, of human beings and whether you are a believer of whatever it is that you may believe in, you know, if there's one common thing about human beings is that we were meant to coexist. Mm. We were not meant to live in isolation. We were meant to be around people. That's why when somebody gives birth, um, the baby will literally go through a phase of mimicking whatever the parent does. You oh, know, I, 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 yes, I have um, a cousin of mine just, just gave birth. I think the child just turned one, two weeks ago. So it's been baby. so yes, it's a baby. <laughs> we calling a baby a child. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. A child, a baby, a baby, a child. Oh my goodness. It's a human, okay? It's a little human. That's it's a real that human being. And with the brain and heart. With the brain and Which is what we're attracted yes. to. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully with the whole brain. I mean, I don't know about my exes. <laughs> no shade to my exes. <laughs> Shout out, love you. Not Shout really. out. No, 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 we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. <laughs> um, but it's been so beautiful to me um, to actually witness how my cousin's son literally mimics, mimics his everything that the people that are around him does. So, like, so it's so weird actually. that like, if, if I spend, say, a considerable amount of time with him, say like half a day with him, yeah. when, he get, when he gets home, he's speaking like how I'm speaking or like he's doing oh. like, you know, so it's almost <laughs> like he copies and pastes. So, but that, that, that actually shows you the, 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 the nature or the psychology of human behavior um, that number one, we're meant to coexist, we're not meant to live in isolation, that mm-hmm. we need people and that we, there, there's that 
natural desire to An constantly instinct. want to be in relation with people, be it a good relationship or a bad relationship, be it a parent-child, be it a friendship, be it a romantic relationship. But there's always that instinct desire to always want to be with people. And because of that, you. because we always want to be around people, we also always want to be acceptable around the people that yeah. we want to be with or that we want to be around. You're constantly trying to you know, adjust yourself mm. to fit into certain situations so that, um, you know, my friends like me and so that I'm speaking the language of my friends. I'm constantly trying to evolve my character knowingly or unknowingly so that I can be able to, you know, be able to relate to different people. I'm constantly trying to be a particular person because we all know like the same person that you are when you're with your parents is not necessarily the same person that you'll be with your best friend or yeah. with your acquaintances. I mean, we're, we're just, constantly adjusting. Yes, we're adaptable. Yes, Humans we're are adap adaptable. We're, exactly. We're adaptable human beings. Um, so whenever we speak about human behavior, I always, always want to start by highlighting that, f that fact first and that's going to tie in as well with the topic that you yeah. that we have today which you're going to introduce just now exactly. but i just wanted to pause there and just be like it. you know what that's how the psychology of the human of the human mind works. works and it's funny you say that because i i've been in and i know i mentioned this earlier but i've been in a lot of relationships not a lot but like three particular um, long-term relationships yeah. that like really formed my like early adult yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, in a relationship from the age of 17 and then to 18 and then we broke up and then from 18 to 22 and then from 22 That's to 26. And they were very, very, um, they were, I mean, it was like nine years or yeah. almost 10 years of relationships. Yeah. And mm. each relationship was very different, yeah. but it really formed the way I saw relationships. Shaped you. Shaped me. Um, it altered my behavior to mm. certain things. Uh, some behaviors I developed in my first relationship, then I sort of followed that through to the second yeah. one. And then those ones, some of them I left behind and then some of them I, they became worse. And then yeah. I like, you know, took that into my last most recent relationship. Mm. And then after that, I had this, this like, really awful feeling about myself mm. so after my last relationship i had such an awful feeling and and maybe that was it's okay yeah a it's little okay. bit of a little bit of you know we're not going to go too much into that but yeah. maybe it was a little bit of abuse um emotional abuse mm. um you know many other kinds of abuse mm. uh, we're not going to tap into yeah. today but we're going to highlight the emotional we're abuse gonna and we're going to highlight too. where where people can understand, you know, what it is, mm. what are the indicators, at what, what does point, it look like? What does it look yeah. like? Because mm. what I see as abuse or emotional abuse or any kind of abuse is maybe look may look very different to you because to of your upbringing, because of my experience, exactly as well, your experiences and my tolerance and hundred yeah. percent. I had such a high tolerance for things that were completely deal breakers, just yeah. like absolute deal yeah. breakers to other people. Yeah. And when I came out of that, I realized that I had been conditioned to think that everything that I was enduring and going through was okay. Was normal. Was normal. Yeah. I mean, when somebody I met, had a brief relationship with in the last two years, showed me a different side of what a relationship should feel like and should be like and how I should be treated and loved and cared for. I was like, why oh are you being gosh. so nice to me? 
I don't deserve this. And then you I had jeopardized. Then I was like, I, sab- I still sabotage the whole relationship, <laughs> yeah. like one hundred percent. We like, know that story, girl. Definitely, I've, I've, been, I've been through that a couple of times. Exactly, definitely a big regret of mine because I was conditioned to think that I don't deserve this kind of love. I don't yeah. deserve this kind of treatment. Yeah. Um, I am, I am more deserving of like a an emotionally abusive yeah. or gaslighting, narcissistic. Yeah. These are all the things yeah. we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Person. And so when I saw real love, I wasn't ready for it, clearly. It was scary. It was terrifying. It was I mean, scary. I was six months into therapy when I met this person. This really nice, mm. amazing person. Mm. And because I wasn't ready, I wasn't at that point of, of self-awareness. Mm. And and I wasn't healed. And I yeah, hadn't unlearned bad behaviors on, yeah. that I self-sabotaged that relationship because I wasn't ready. But yeah. that, you know, but that that's okay. That's that okay. I, I, I want to take it back a bit again. I, li- I like the fact that um, you're calling it emotional abuse. Mm. Because let's call it that if that's let's what call it, it feels it. like. Face value. You, you know? Exactly. Um, and again, you touched on the fact that what, what you may see as abuse might not be, which is, might not be what I see as abuse, which is 100% correct. And um, that's why I always say that, you know, abuse. <sighs> There is no one answer for what is emotional abuse, especially especially with emotional abuse. Because like with physical abuse, we, we all know what that is. With yeah. sexual abuse, we all know what that is. But with emotional abuse, there's a lot of gray, gray areas, areas and there's a lot of um, depending on how how you were raised. And, and there's a lot of misuse of yes, the word. There's a lot of misuse mm. of the word. So you always end up feeling like, oh... Maybe there's oh, it's just an argument, you know. Yeah. So I like, oh, I, like the f- yes. no, so I like the fact that you're actually calling it um, for what it is, and that's very important. And that's always the biggest, most important step in therapy to be able to name the things that you're struggling with, so that you know what it is that you're dealing with. You know, I know that you asked me earlier on, what does emotional abuse look like, or mm. how can you tell when you're in an emotionally abusive relationship? And I told you that I can't answer that because. The, the, the answer is not one set answer, but I told you that for me personally, in my eight years of experience as in, in training and practicing as a psychologist, what I always tell my clients is that the minute it makes you feel like you are compromising who you are, the minute it makes you feel um, like you are being drawn away from the essence of who you are, the minute it makes you feel like you are doubting yourself, like your reality is, is, is unreal the minute it makes you feel like you're not worthy or that you're ugly um, or that there's something wrong with you or that there's something wrong with your, your what you've been with or that the, the minute it makes you feel like there's something wrong with how you're thinking things and how you're perceiving things, the minute it upsets you and it puts you off balance in your relationship with yourself, that is emotional abuse. And that is exactly the point when I realized that I needed therapy, mm. I did exactly that. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable with myself. Yeah. I didn't like who I was. Mm. I was losing the true essence of mm. who I was. Mm. And I felt like I was so far removed from the person that I knew that I had the capability of I'll being. Be coming, yeah. I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't like anything about mm. myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't mm-hmm. like the way I acted. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way my hair fell. I didn't like the clothes I was wearing. Anything about myself. Yeah. I mean, I always looked after myself and I was always well kept and well groomed. Yeah. But there were parts of me that I didn't recognize. That you and started seeing in a exactly, different light. In a yeah. totally different light. Mm. And I started seeing all of the insecurities that I yeah. had that were highlighted by my partner or by other people. Mm. And then I was like, ah, there's so much about me that I didn't like. And then that's when I realized 
friends. I, I need, need help. help. Yeah. And so I called on my friends um, and she'd been suggesting it for a little while. And she held my hand throughout the whole process. We love this friend. We love her. Friend, we love you're her. the best. I know you're listening to this because <laughs> you love listening to my podcast and I'm so we grateful for you. That. So we appreciate you. And she held my hand. She actually helped me find a therapist, um, you know, went through my medical aid and did all the whole thing with yeah. me. And, you know, phoned me before my therapy. And it was, and you were saying earlier, the hardest part about going to therapy is actually deciding to go to it and committing to it. And there were so many yeah. times in that moment where I was like, cool, I booked, my first, out, yeah. I booked my first session. Yeah. It was like a yeah. Wednesday morning mm. and it was like a first thing in the day. And I like got into my car and unfortunately it's just down the road from where I live. And I like got into my car and I got to the therapist and I opened the door. And then I was like, oh no, I can't do this. Yeah, I, I can't do this. And, and like, then, maybe let me go to the gym instead. Yeah, let, let me <laughs> let me rather just go and like eat my feelings, or let me just rather go and like get drunk at like nine a.m. No, in the morning. That's but bad. but it's I sat easier. down. Exactly, it's so much easier. It's easier to run away from those problems. It's easier to escape. It's easier to be. I'm okay. It's fine. I'm just gonna brush just under. Keep the it rug. moving. But I was so tired of brushing my feelings and my experiences mm. and everything under the rug and ignoring yeah. it. Yeah. And then that manifested into toxic behaviors, toxic yeah. responses, yeah. the way that I would treat my partner, the way I would treat my Yourself, parents, my family, yeah. my, myself, yeah. the way I would look at myself yeah. and speak to myself yeah. because the inner, the, 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 the personal dialogue that you have with yourself is so important, it's, right? It is, it is. It's so it important. Is. Everything was, flows from everything. that. So if that's distorted, anything that's going to come out of that is going to manifest and it's going to produce distorted stuff as well. Exactly. Whether it's, it's your work, yes, your relationships. maladaptive and everything. Oh. If you're pouring from and 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 an unproductive space everything that's going to come out of that as well it's going to be unproductive exactly and negative and have negative responses yes. negative outlooks yes. ne negative rewards yes. out of it i mean i, I like i like word. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> negative I, like rewards. That, <laughs> um, I love the fact that you spoke about how it made you alter the way that you see yourself Oof. and i like the fact that you were you were open with the fact that you actually started seeing yourself through the lens of of this person exactly because um which again, i didn't like at all you're obviously not gonna like it because you know that that's not who i am mm. something inside you knows that that's not who i am i mean you know yes but because there's something in you that's one and remember that as well um being in a relationship is not a bad thing you no, know give, giving your all in a relationship is not a bad thing you know um just because maybe what you get out of that is not good or uh, does not carry the true essence of what a real or like a loving relationship is yeah. supposed to be. Like it doesn't take away the fact that at the end of the day, you went into this thing looking for love, looking for comfort, looking for companionship. Exactly. And you acted in a way that um, resembled that. You were loving, you were open, you were willing to compromise. And I gave it that's my where it starts. Yeah. It starts with the compromise. Exactly. It starts with saying, Oh, um, you know what? My partner doesn't really like the gym that much. Um, you know, he says that he doesn't like how certain guys act at the gym. And I love gym. Like old me loves gym. Like I, I, I love taking care of myself. I love it when I'm wearing But those. my partner doesn't But my like partner it. doesn't. So you know what? Maybe gym is not that important. Hey, mm. um, I actually understand what he says when he speaks about, yeah, those guys from the gym do lurk around and it does me. You know what? Yeah, no, let's, 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 maybe let's, let's try ignore something. that. Yeah, let's ignore that, you know. Let's gym uh, at home. Yes, let's gym at home. Making those small, tiny little tweaks. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. You know, you know what? I realized that my partner doesn't really um, wear a lot of black 
you know. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't like the color black. And you know what? Actually, 90% of my clothes are black. But maybe black is really not that great. Maybe it's not my color. Maybe it's not my color, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't match mm-hmm. with my skin tone. So mm-hmm. maybe let me introduce other things you know maybe you you like I, I i i love going on solo dates and just taking a book and Those just going to try out different coffee spots yes that's 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 my form of therapy there's your form of therapy and your me time it's your yes, me time so um but you know what i think my partner's not really 100 percent comfortable with me going around to um unfamiliar places by myself and actually it really really isn't that much of a big deal like i could always just read a book at home and just cuddle up in the couch so and you know what i'm actually going to be saving a lot of money from like not so going you to start making it better in your head so you so 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 you start making it. yes you mm. start making it your reality you start proving him right or her mm. right or it right then then you start creating your world around how how the other person views you how the other person thinks about you you become them because um remember that and relationships we give and we take yeah and um remember i said that relationships are a good thing it's good to yeah, desire good. to I mean, be in a relationship that's yes. what we designed to do yes but there are some people depending on you know their own cognitive spaces their own personality traits their own backgrounds or upbringing upbringings that are not as emotionally inclined to be able to create and sustain interpersonal relationships that actually go both ways so that's that's how you get people with some personality disorders you know some 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 sociopathic behaviors and stuff like that because they're also desiring to be with someone it's just that their desire is coming from a maladaptive wanting to destroy wanting to control wanting to have a power dynamic Mm. over the other person like that's where the essence comes from and that's a whole different ball game that's a whole different conversation (laughs) on its own um but remember that then 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 we go out then we're all in the same space then we're all in the same environment then a healed person and and an unhealed person a maladaptive person and an unmaladaptive person if there's a word mm-hmm. like that we'll just go with that are all in the same space so then we all get exposed to each other and then we all attract each other as well um and then there's things about you that will make you more inclined to attract somebody like me who is a gaslighter or who is a narcissist mm. because mm. maybe there's some things that happened in your childhood or in your upbringing that made you desensitized to having somebody who speaks and normalized Ill and normalized yeah. some having somebody who speaks ill about you and somebody mm. you know who who makes you feel like you, you you're not treat you a certain way yes yeah. and maybe because you grew up in a, in a family setting where that was normal when you go out into the dating space or into the getting to know people naturally you're you are naturally going to be inclined to attract the same thing because that's yes. what's normal to you that's you feel safe in that environment because that's what you know which is so ironic yeah because it's such an unsafe place to be yeah and i like to believe like i love that you mentioned the word narcissistic mm. and gaslighters mm. i like to believe and you know maybe there's a part of my childhood that mm. i've blocked out but mm. i know that i grew up in a very loving family mm. and you wouldn't neither. be this great yeah <laughs> they're great clg the great <laughs> um the, the and my parents were I mean, are and were they're still alive and they're still together and they were very loving um incredible people and they never made me feel like i lacked any love or support in mm. my love mm. i mean 
in my life. And so when it came to identifying why do I attract people that are alike, you know, because all of my relationships have been pretty similar. Mm. Like I am mm. friends with some of my exes, mm. um, you know, actually really good friends and on really great talking terms because I don't mm. believe in enemies and having, you know, yeah. bad blood with anybody. Mm. Um, and I pride myself on that. But what I noticed is that, that, is that most of the, of. thank you, what I've noticed that, you know, in the relationships, they were all sort of very similar. I became so, and I know human beings are adaptable, but like I became so overly adaptable, like overly compromised, everything that overly I believed in. I, I mean, I moved halfway across the world from New York back to South Africa for a person. I moved from Cape Town to mm. Durban for a person. Mm. You know, everything that they wanted mm. was was like the be all and end all. Mm. And because I put my needs and my wants aside, mm. Um, I neglected myself and my own sort of like yeah. self-emotional yeah. journey, yeah. my own healing in whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and jumping from relationship to relationship for almost nine years didn't allow me to really go and reflect mm. on what I had learned and what I had, you know, been And what through. you were looking for. What I was looking for. What I never knew what for. I was looking for now. I mean, I've been single for over two years now. And I think it's all by choice. Mm. I don't think I know it's by choice mm. because I'm not willing to settle for something that has previously brought out the worst yeah. in me and brought out behaviors that I have been unlearning for yeah. the last almost yeah. three years yeah. of my therapist. Yeah. And I think now, I think I've reached a different level of maybe emotional healing or whatever it mm. is or enlightenment, yeah. or whatever it is that you like to call it. <laughs> and I think that's taken a long time. Like yeah. I, was saying, I was saying earlier how 2020 was all about unlearning behavior yeah. for me and identifying you know who i am yeah in 2021 was like living that yeah. and being unashamed and i myself. saw that i know you and saw it in the height of it and it was beautiful it was, I loved it was the it. becoming yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the metamorphosis phase, to be honest like last year was like a real metamorphosis sort yeah. of phase for me it was like you know coming out of that cocoon and sort of like discovering finding who I was and again. finding me and now this year is like just radically being radically you. me <laughs> radically clg the great and like it's been such a, a liberating feeling mm. because therapy has been that for me like i say to people all the time all for therapy. it is it is it is like imperative it is an absolute imperative it's journey it is a marathon yeah. it's not a sprint you're it's not, not going to figure it out in the first that's how session. you're in therapy for three years exactly you know because only now do i feel like i am making some massive movement and yeah. change in my life yeah. because based off the decisions and the relationships that I'm attracting. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. I'm, I'm going to go all the way back to where you started. All the way back. <laughs> all the way up. Uh, it's so funny how you spoke about something that is so symbolic of how the human mind works. You spoke about the fact that you found yourself always attracting the same thing. Mm. Um, you know, and some of some of those relationships you were you were in therapy during some of those relationships yeah. where you, you see because it's so funny how the human mind works and then this this is what drew me into studying human behavior and studying psychology because the human mind will always try to resolve stuff that it doesn't understand it will always try and answer questions like it's like 
So I was I was just explaining to you earlier after the whole Eskom thing happened, my shoulders started. <laughs> my shoulders started aching, and then I started getting knots in my stomach. And yeah. I explained to you that I somatize. So um, when I'm not okay emotionally, my my physical body you have responds. a physiological response. Yes, you. I do that in uncomfortable situations yes. with people. Not so, not so. in this kind of situation. That's <laughs> interesting how your body so reacts. Yes, but because I've I've gone to therapy and I know that that's how my body responds. Now I'm able to listen. Okay, my shoulders are feeling a little so bit tight, tight because yeah. I'm a little bit upset about what happened. Yeah. So 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 let's let's listen to that. Let's attend to that. And now I'm feeling better. Recognize it. Let's recognize it. it. Loosen it up. Mm. Speak about it. Mm. Cry about it. Mm. And Verbalize let, it. Yes. But, but but why but why is my mind signaling to my stomach that give her a cramp so that she recognizes that something is not Wrong. right yes so the mind always knows and it always tries to resolve things and that's how we always find ourselves in the same path because if you have not resolved what is it about you that puts you in that path what is it about you um, that makes you think that it's okay to be in those parts? It will constitute take. It will constantly take you back to the exact same place until you're able to resolve that, and then you'll be able to move past it. And that's why therapy is so important because, because it helps you unlearn that. It helps. It helps you unlearn that, but it also helps you realize or figure out things about you that put you there in the first place. And as much as consciously um you in therapy and you know that if somebody speaks to me like this way i don't like that and 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 instead of just brushing it off i now have um the emotional strength or the capacity to be able to voice out when somebody says something that i like but what is it about me that's making that person feel like it's okay to say that in the first place Am I allowing it? Like Not what necessarily am I allowing it. Yeah. Because remember, you're in therapy now. So now you know that if somebody says that to me, um, I'm not going to take it and I'm going to call them out. Okay. But why did they say that to you in the first place? Because you didn't do anything. You didn't say come up to me and, you know, try, you know, try that thing with yeah. me. Um, so what is it about me that makes other people feel like it's okay for them to say stuff like me to even begin with? <sighs> and that's when you know... Um, that's that. That's how we get to understand, and that's how you know the, the the therapist that you're seeing will actually be able to dive into your cognitive spheres and your unconscious level and your unconscious way of communicating with things because. As human beings, not only do we communicate on a conscious level, not only do we interact with each other on a conscious level, but we also interact with each other on an unconscious level. That's why when you walk into, um, when you walk to a group of girls, you suddenly feel like this doesn't feel Maybe right. Maybe something doesn't yes. feel right. Yes, and they might not have even said anything, but it's you'll just, just be like, vibe. no, yeah, they've, they're just not vibe. I'm just not vibing with these girls, and I don't think I want to associate with them. Their energy is just not vibrating at my frequency right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jess. And she that's <laughs> and that's you having an unconscious conversation within, within that reading. space. You said this earlier: reading their energies, reading their vibes, reading their vibes, yeah. and your and your 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 mind or your body will will do that. Have a response to well, that. Yes, will give a response to that. And because we're not trained to identify that, it it will it will miscommunicate with the conscious level. So 
what the unconscious part will be saying one thing, but consciously you'll, you'll be hearing something else, and you'll be like, oh, well, it's like the inner sort of like yes. internal battle that you'll feel yes. about a situation, but you still do it anyway. So you're consciously making decisions to maybe go ahead, like let's use a yes. group of girls as yes. an example, and go ahead and talk to, to them, them, but your unconscious is going, something's you that, no, not something's right, not and right you're fighting the two, yes. and you find that maybe your conscious, um, you consciously you're like, ah. Oh, it, let me just go greet them yeah. and you greet them and it turns out they're nasty people they're bullies and it re-triggers mm. something that mm. happens to you mm. when you're in primary school and you were bullied and, and you know are you trying to fix it are you trying to create and now a you're gonna scenario? be like yes and now you and now there's gonna be something about you that's not gonna want to let go of these girls yeah because you're just like damn it i hate it they remind me of the girls from third grade yes but why am i not and then like you'll still feel angry you still feel angry towards him you'll still feel resentment um towards him but something about you just wouldn't want to like just let it go even if you don't see them again but the interaction oh, even if they haven't done anything specific have, yes. to you they remind you of something yes. that you've experienced before and you constantly find yourself even if you're not seeing them physically ever again but they'll always be in your mind because your your, your unconscious is telling you that something is wrong here there's something that you didn't deal with go back and deal with that so that whenever you're in a space like that again yeah. you don't forget who you are because you'll find that you'll walk to those girls and you'll start becoming Altering. the the the, the caller that was in grade three mm -hmm. then you start finding yourself being submissive to them and they haven't even said anything to haven't you you, you mean, start finding yourself offering them things that you shouldn't be offering them and they haven't even asked you of that because they're no longer interacting with Carla the great yes. they're now interacting with Carla from grade three who was so easily influenced and so, so, influenced. so yeah, bullied or whatever it was. Yes. Um, so that's why it's so important, sorry to cut you, no. to mend that relationship with, with yourself. yourself first and to be able to identify it when that happens as well. So if I'm constantly meeting the same type of person, um, what energy am I giving off unknowingly that's yeah. attracting that? And let me go to therapy. And to why are that. those relationships, and this is something that like I really had to identify mm, in my first year of therapy, mm, was mm. why am I mm. attracting the same kinds of people? For? What am what I looking for? What are you for? looking for? Because, because I remember, know. yes, remember, the reason why it always takes you to the same place is because your mind is trying to resolve that. Yeah, it's trying and to resolve things that may feel So it's trying to use all of these incidences in life to say, attend to that, resolve that, ask yourself what is it about you that's constantly finding yourself in physical relationships. What are you searching for? What yeah. are you searching for? Um, if I grew up in a, in a home and my mom is constantly hitting my dad, um, I'm desensitized to that. That feels normal to me. But there's a part of me that knows that, no, man, this is not right. Yeah. I'm listening to or becoming by Mobile M and she speaks about the fact that physical abuse is not right. So, okay, I know that this is not right. No, no. But this is how I grew up, though. So this is normal for so me. So this is normal for me. But, but it's, it's not, not normal right. for my neighbor. You know, and yeah. The, yeah. Or my and partner, yes, or whoever. Yes, and then and then there's 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 that sort of disagreement between between you, like yeah, it's your conditioning, and then you're constantly finding yourself in abusive relationships, and you're constantly finding yourself allowing, um, or you're constantly finding yourself in spaces where your partner's hitting you, or where you are the partner that's hitting somebody else, and you don't understand what is it about you that that makes you find this okay, what is it about you that makes you see that ish. Why, 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 why is it okay that this guy is hitting me? And like, because I know that it's wrong though. Yeah. But why am I, why am I tolerating it? Why am I tolerating it? And that's why therapy is important because it helps you um, 
go deeper and deal with it and in, in, in that unconscious level so that you can be able to resolve it there and it stops manifesting itself and not repeat physically those and you're not repeating the same, same behaviors. behaviors you're not attracting the same energies and i think what i what i realized is like after you know after a good sort of year and a half of therapy mm. i realized that there were certain things that my therapist made me aware of of what I kept on repeating and that's why I was attracting the, the same, same kind of people yeah. and I was feeling so unfulfilled mm. in my relationships mm. not just relationships but with friendships as well I was attracting people that were belittling me mm. degrading me making me feel unworthy making me feel not good enough and I would always walk away feeling so empty and so unfulfilled. But that emptiness was familiar to you. The it was emptiness, so, yes. It, it was, was just something that, that repetitive, you knew. toxic behavior that I was doing in all of my relationships. And, not, you know, like I wasn't doing them, all of them, and, you know, all, not all the time, yeah. but I became so desensitized to my own behavior. Yeah. I was like, eh, this is normal. And rather, ra- rather, rather that, rather stick with the negative feeling that you know mm, than try to explore familiar. a positive feeling and where that's you're a terrifying experience girl it is terrifying <laughs> i mean i was saying earlier in my first few sessions of therapy yeah i walked in i was like cool therapy's cool <laughs> like i'm i'm woke now like i'm cool now i gotta go to therapy and i sat down with my therapist and she was like okay cool so let's you know let's say and i never really understood why she kept on wanting to take it back to like when I was a childhood. kid, I was like, listen, yeah, I had a pretty normal childhood. Like, yeah. I'm okay. Like, you don't need your parents to. parents are great. Yeah, okay. my parents are loving. <laughs> I have a beautiful sister. Like, you know, like, yeah, I grew up in a small town. So I wasn't really yeah, like exposed to like, <laughs> but like, you know, my parents were amazing. They loved me. They were supporting me. But, you know, there's obviously so many things that you don't realize. Like, I discovered things that actually happened to me in my childhood that I didn't even think about. Yes. That she made me unpack, that made me realize, realize oh, a specific relationship or a friendship that I had in high school or in junior school that was super significant in the way I now react to people, the way I now react to men, to women, to relationships. relationships. Exactly. Now, yeah. Maybe my first relationship was, was you know, like... Uh, really imp- it was obviously really important mm. because it made me think about is mm. this what romance mm. romance feels like is this what it feels mm. like to be loved yeah. to be wanted to be intimate whatever it was and that maybe altered the way i saw my next relationship yeah. and then my next 100% one. i actually like the fact that you 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 explaining it like that because remember you grew up with your family yeah and like you know that if i'm born and raised in this place by these people these are good people yeah. and whatever they're doing is what's supposed to happen. That's what you always think about. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they, they're doing great. But now I'm a teenager and I'm 16 um, and now I'm realizing that, hey, I actually want to figure myself out. Yeah. So because you're so open, anything that anybody pause is going to form. Yes, it's, it's going to form the foundation mm-hmm. of you. Um, and how you perceive things moving forward. It's like when you build a house. You know that first layer that they do underground yes. and everything else they yes. build is on yes. top of that? Yes. It's literally... The foundation. The, yes, it's literally the foundation. It's literally the exact same thing. So you're growing up in a safe space where family, home, parents, and everything is And you're protected and sheltered, sheltered yes. hopefully. And you don't know anything else other than that as well. So Exactly. If, that's why I'm saying that if you grow up in a, in a household where even if there's maladaptive wrong things that are happening... But chances are you won't see it like that because that's all you know. 
I mean, that's all you've you've grown that's, up to understand. Exactly. And then when you become sort of like a coming of age adult and you and a any yes, and the first couple of significant relationships that mm. that you're involved that you're involved in, of course they're going to change um, your thoughts about all of the other relationships that you're going to be involved in your life because yeah. everything is going to be rooted in that. Everything is going to stem from that foundation. It's crazy. Whatever they said or however yeah, they treated, treated you, you, whatever. It's always going to cement your because idea. Because it's the beginning because of it. it's the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's the, the beginning and it's like, it's the inception of all your relationships. And like, in the very beginning, in my um, sort of like first serious relationship when mm. I was about 17, yeah. like, bless him, I love him to death. He, him and I are really good friends now, so mm. that's really good. It's been like 10 years, such so we don't nice need to worry person. about that. You're such a, good such a nice person. I know. I need to be more like you. Um, like yeah, I'm way too <laughs> forgiving. <laughs> no, but you know what? We were young and we were silly yeah. and we were stupid, but like, yeah. That was, I mean, he was a bit older than me as well. So he mm. had like a very different way of thinking. Yeah. I mean, he was finished studying and working and, mm. you know, doing all these things. He's and experienced yeah, he's experienced a whole different thing. Different, and I, yeah. I was in a trick. I was still like, I don't know what I want to do after school. I don't know what I want to eat for breakfast, let alone now study at varsity. I can't defrost chicken. I don't know, mom, how do I, yeah, exactly. Mom, how do I defrost chicken? Mom, how do I turn the washing machine on? Mom, what petrol do I need to put into my car that you've just bought for me? Because I am a spoiled brat. But like, I just didn't know what to do. And I was yeah. so like lost and so didn't know who I was. But that re- relationship, like I'm so grateful for that yeah. relationship because I learned a lot, a lot about, a lot about myself. Yeah. I learned a lot of what it was, about what it was like to be an adult mm. and also how to just be a little bit aware. Yeah. And then my next relationships, you know, they obviously were very different. Like yeah. that was very different to my first one or not necessarily my first one, but my first serious adult relationship. We're not going to go back into when I was like But it 14. just happened now. It just happened that way. <laughs> and then my second one was like really sort of, it was a whirlwind and yeah. it was, you know, wonderful. And we were living together so early into our life. Yeah. I was like an adult so quickly and I was like, pushed into being you know this this grown-up yeah. at the age of 19 and I was like had a home and a cat and like yeah. it was hectic and then you know we we grew apart and you know he went into his own sort of route and I went into my own route and mm. I mean you know traveled across the world to mm. come back to be mm. here for him mm. and then my last relationship was really significant in the way I saw myself and the way I formed my own self-esteem and, yeah. cons- and perception of myself mm. and confidence and mm. there was a lot of bad things there was a lot of great things in the relationship but there were a lot of bad things that happened yeah. in that relationship and that really formed me and that was like the breaking point for me to mm. be able to go and seek help and seek therapy mm. and and be able to go on that and that i think having that sort of now looking Experience, back yeah um doing a lot of inward retrospective thinking mm. um that was the reason why i was like okay I need therapy. I need I to need go and help. see someone purely because it was layers of relationships. Mm. It wasn't just one relationship. It's never just one. It's never just one. Yeah. It's it could have been like you said, a one friend at school that bullied me, or it could have been a teacher that may have abused me. Yeah. It could have been a family member that have spoken down to me my whole life, and it completely redirects your life story. And it completely does. And I mean. Yes, everything is a choice. Yeah. Healing is also a choice, yeah. I think. You yeah. need to choose to do that. Yeah. And I think closure is also a choice. It is. Uh, it, yeah. There's so many things that are choices, but 
sometimes things aren't done to you without your choice, mm. without it being a choice. I, I like that. I like that. I like you that. You don't know it's happening yes. to you. You don't choose it. Yes. You don't choose to be abused. Yes. You don't choose to be raped. Never. You don't choose to be um, belittled or degraded. Yes. But it happens to you and then it redirects your life into a different path. I, I, I love the fact that you said that because <sighs> I was just about to say that, you know, we also need to stop being so hard on ourselves as well because nobody We are enters. way too hard. Yeah, it's like nobody, and you know, my husband and I just did um, an episode about this but nobody enters a relationship um knowing that or wanting it to be abusive or no. wanting it to make you, you want it to be you want loving. it to be great you want it to be loving you want it to yield yeah. good fruits for you so let's start by not blaming ourselves for finding ourselves in spaces that may have made us feel like that because Always remember that the person that you're in a relationship with, just like how you carrying your own stuff based on all of the things that you've experienced, they're also carrying their own stuff. Their own their baggage and yes. your baggage. So <laughs> you're dating him or her and she's coming with freaking 50 people or like yeah. 50 people, people's worth of experiences. Yes, people's worth of and then you're coming with your 20 coming, or whatever. And, and your number five might clash with his number eight. <laughs> and then I'm it's a whole you. different ball game, you know. Um, so we do these things wanting to find something that we're lacking. Yeah. We get into these spaces um, looking for something good, something that's a natural instinct mm. in us mm. as human behaviors. And if it doesn't work out like that, and if it doesn't yield the fruits that we're hoping that it will, that's okay. Let's recognize that. Let's call that for what it is. Let's take some time out and let's mend the relationship with ourselves. Let's and not blame ourselves for the, blame for the things that were done that. to us. And not, not a entirely, you know, you're healing when you're not blaming, when you're not in. How do I say this in a, in a politically correct way? You know you're healing when you're saying that, okay, Carla, what you did to me was wrong and I don't like that. Yeah. But I'm not going to hate you for it. That's, but it was wrong. That was and a I'm level. Not gonna, and it's okay that Ooh. I never want to speak to you again. That's fine. Yes. You know? That's boundary. That and is it's okay. Boundary, yeah. It's okay for you to be like that. And you know that you're healing when you can talk about it and um, maybe shed three tears. Yes. When you were shedding six tears yes. before. You're you like, know. you're like, Having, having it and then, <laughs> and then eventually becomes nothing <laughs> and even if it doesn't even yeah. if it, it ends at one tier mm. you know it's the mere fact that mm. you as a human control. are relating with the fact that this is some of the stuff that I may have been through and some of it may have not been my fault some of it may have not been my abuser's fault as well exactly and that's okay what's important is that I always come back to myself ask myself what is it about me at that specific place of my life made me get drawn to this particular thing or to this particular person let me deal with that what is it about me at this particular stage of my life made me see that as as as, as a green flag when yes. it was a red flag and yes. let me deal with that what is it about me makes it made me at that particular point feel like this is okay and that this is normal and this is how life is supposed to be and let me deal with that and let me mend my relationship with myself so that everything that I pour into or that I expect to pour into me is coming from a clean, healed, whole place. 
you know, and that's what therapy is. It brings you back to yourself. Earlier on, I told you about this meme that my friends always um, share with me and they yeah. always laugh at the fact that you go to therapy and the therapist is like, first you need to forgive yourself. And you're just like, but what the hell did I do though? Like, what did I, do? I didn't do anything wrong. Um, but also it's because it's it. so much easier for us to blame ourselves oh, if yeah. we feel like we don't have the energy to blame the other person. So it's always easy to always pinpoint what was wrong with you that made the whole situation wrong and not actually see that hey color what you did was wrong and i did not like that and that affected me in 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 these particular ways rather i'll be like hey you know what maybe i really did deserve to think of it like that Mm. and then maybe it really is my like i should have said no or i should have seen it coming or i should have seen it as a you stop blaming yourself then you start recognizing the other person's behavior was actually wrong yes but if but if you're if you're true to who you are and if you have a good relationship and remember a relationship is not always great so mm-hmm. you're not always going to have a, re- a great relationship with yourself as yeah. well but it's a matter of coming back and being like you know what i was i, 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 I neglected you here and there um i didn't actually consider your feelings here and there you to yourself but um i'm going to keep trying and i'm going to keep working towards the self and i'm going to i'm going to go into relationships whole so that I'm not looking for anything. Oh, so that not I anybody that can pour anything into me because I'm already a full jar. Full cup. Yes, full I'm jar. already a full cup. And and, and and I'm going into relationships purely looking for companionship, purely looking for love. Not and for I'm somebody else to make me whole. And I'm expecting somebody who's going to come to me full as well. And if, and if you go into it with that mindset, you're going to attract the same thing. Because broken attracts broken, unfortunately. If a mirror breaks right now, you're going to try and piece all of the broken pieces together. But if there's a whole mirror and a broken mirror, you're not going to try and match the whole piece. piece. Yes, unfortunately, all the broken pieces are going to have to come together to create one image. Um, So broken will always attract broken or, or broken will always try to fix itself and they like try to make itself fix, fit into that picture you know exactly. sorry i'm a very graphical thinker i love so it i'm like I imagining see. broken mirrors <laughs> and like full jaws like there's just so many things that's just the how meme. i think i'm trying to draw it in my head i'm not an artist but i'm like just drawing yes. all of these things in my head so that's why therapy is important it brings us back to ourselves so that we're not we're not going out there looking for something because what you're looking for you'll find yeah and it might not be what you thought it would look like. What you think it is. Yeah. And I think that boils down to a lot of self-healing, self-awareness, and really just identifying what it is that you truly want. And I think what we do as human beings, we focus so much on what we're, and this is just sort of like how I see Mm. things because I'm like, I'm an, I say like I'm a realist optimist, Mm. maybe more realist, but let's go with like borderline optimist. I like to see the glass as half full. Mm. I don't like to see it as half empty. I like to uh, have a mantra that I say every day, I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, kind and grateful Mm. because I truly believe it. And people ask me like, wow, that's a mouthful. Like, Mm. why do you say that? I'm like, because if I say it, it'll manifest. Mm. I'll be happy. I'll be healthy. I'll be wealthy. I'll be kind. I'll be grateful. If you want to be all of that, you become such a mindful person of everything that you're doing. And you'll attract that as well. Precisely. And when I started saying those things, I started realizing that, I was attracting like-minded people who believed in the same things that I did. And what I was initially realizing, well, what I realized I was initially doing Mm. was focusing on the red flags instead of the green flags. And there are green flags. There are. And now, 
like more recently than before, I have been focusing, recognizing the green flags in a person and going, cool, this is why him or her or they are amazing this is what they are this is what they have to offer the world mm. this is what's so great about yeah. them instead of me pinpointing mm, i don't like the way he yep. chews or i don't like the way that he leaves his clothes lying around or yeah. i don't like the way she you know speaks badly about yeah. people whatever it is it's yes it's important to notice the mm. biggest red flag deal breakers in a relationship yeah. or in a new relationship yeah. because you don't want to waste your time you don't want to waste their time but it's also really important to realize what are your green flags? What are your what are your red flags? What your are personal my red flags? flags? What are you uh, bringing to the table exactly. that might hurt somebody else? I mean, is your inability to communicate a red flag? Yeah. Is your and you how know, is that affecting? How the is that affecting the person life? who wants yeah, to communicate? Is it because you I don't know struggle to verbalize your yeah. feelings? Maybe that's a sign for you to go to therapy. Yeah. I struggled to verbalize yeah. my feelings. Mm. I couldn't talk because I was afraid to talk in my yeah. last relationship because yeah. I was afraid of what was going to happen next. Yeah. If I was going to be gaslit, yeah. and we're going to touch on that briefly, mm. was I going to be gaslit? And I mean, I, I like to use this term gaslighting because I really think a lot of people misuse it. And I'm going to ask you for the your perception <laughs> on gaslighting and what it means. Um for me, again, guys, like, I always think about things my own way, okay? Which is good, because <laughs> you have your own personal touch Because I have my own personal touch. The minute it makes you feel like what is real to you is mm. not real, then it's gaslighting. So if I'm making you doubt the fact that this hurts you, but it's not, it's not that much of a big deal, though, Carla. Just, just get over yourself. It's not that deep. But to you, it is deep. Yeah, it is deep. And if I'm, if I'm, you're if I'm me fade, yes, if I'm making you think that what is a reality to you is actual facts didn't really happen or isn't that big of a deal i think that's gaslighting that is i see that as gaslighting that is 100 percent. i mean i think i think i went through a lot of mm. that in mm. one particular relationship yeah. in my life because i kept on verbalizing like this is just something that i'm not willing to tolerate like i don't like this this does not make me feel good intuitively yeah. and this is before i even knew what intuition was mm. intuitively i knew that it just didn't make me feel good yeah. and then he'd turn around and be like you're unreasonable for thinking like this this is it's the way i am yeah. you need just to deal, deal with, with it, it. Yeah. and that was like something i was like maybe this is what i just need to deal with like maybe i'm being unreasonable maybe i am actually the one who's being ridiculous maybe it really isn't that much of a maybe my deal. standards are too high mm. or maybe i've just got unrealistic standards yeah. so and let that, me adjust that about let me myself. adjust that let me just stop stop you know like let me let go of my deal breakers yeah. and just tolerate more yeah. and then i started believing that the way he thought was okay right. and then you know it's what i right did way. i inherently started treating other people the same way you became him i became you him became exactly i that. was living in his shadow and i was being created and formed because of the gaslighting mm. of him going you're ridiculous your feelings are invalid yeah you should not feel you like you should that. not feel like that and remember that the reason why you're going to stay in a relationship like that as well is because you waiting for him to finally validate you absolutely you're waiting for him to finally say that yes carla i see what you, you i think yes and the only way for you to do that is to become him for you to talk like him and to think like because him. now i'm a carbon copy because now you're a carbon copy mm -hmm. and now now he's gonna be like yes that's the way that we think that's the way, that, we, that's think. The way that we do you gotta he's go validating now you. and now the minute you get validation is only because then you are behaving just like then him. it feels you then all you're doing is just replicating the same behavior and, and that's crazy the same because thing. that was the time the time that i was validated was the time 
I was most like him. Mm. And then when I had to unlearn all of that in my first year of therapy, I was like, but this is how I think. This is how I behave. This is how I react. This is how I treat people. This is how I do things. This is how I do business. There were so many things that I had been conditioned by my relationship, Mm. sometimes by choice because I was willing to tolerate a lot Mm. of it, by choice because I felt like, that was the only way. And because he was somebody who told me he loved me yes. and cared for me and protected me. And if you love me, you can never hurt me. 100%. If you love me, whatever it is I mean, that love you're is saying. Really yes. blind. If you love me, whatever it is that you're saying is right. So if Correct. it's not right, then I'm not hearing it right. And then you start doubting your upbringing. You start doubting the way your parents conditioned yep. you, the way they taught you, 100%. their values, their morals. And then you're in this like weird space of like, who is actually right? Who am I? I'm ignoring my gut, yep. which is always and right. It, and the gut doesn't stop talking as it well. That's another stop. thing that we forget. It always the talks until you realize. Until you listen. And the reason why we're always having this internal conflict is mm. because the unconscious gut level will never stop talking. Yeah. You know, it will never stop telling you that, hey, man, this is not right. <laughs> it's actually funny you say that. Have you ever watched the series Manifest? Yes. Okay, you know, when they get the callings and they ignore the callings, it's like it gets that. Louder. It gets louder and louder and more painful and more irritating. But it doesn't stop. But it doesn't stop yep. until you honor it. And that is what was happening yeah. towards the last few months of yeah. that relationship. My gut, which I did not even know existed. I was mm. like, this is my stomach. This is what I just <laughs> my food. Like, whatever. It's not like, this is before my spiritual awakening and my journey that I yeah. went on. And it was like telling me something. And my body, like you said earlier, you had a physical, Reacted. physiological yeah. response to it. Your shoulders were tight. Your stomach was in knots. I was having physiological responses, and I still get those because yeah. those are now my triggers, yeah. which I've realized. Okay, so cool. now you're able to attend to it when attend it happens. It. You know exactly what that is. Back then, I didn't know. And you listen to yourself. Exactly. Like, okay. I've now identified right. those. Back then, I was going oh no, this is just me sick, I've eaten something bad or I am just feeling a bit stressed. Yeah. And I blamed it on yeah. my paranoia or my stress. Now and I know, yeah, and the food and things that I was, so I was blaming on things that I was putting into my body or other people. I wasn't blaming the way I reacted to things and I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't seeing it for what it really is. Exactly. Yeah. And now I had, I had a moment in December where I had a, I was confronted with the situation mm. that could have potentially put me in a massive downward mm. spiral, but it also could have uplifted me mm. and made me rise above mm. the, the the person that mm. the situation was with and like the entire, the whole, the way that the, 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 scene, the scene played out. Yeah. And initially I had a really awful physiological response. Mm. I started cramping. I, my stomach was hurting. The diarrhea, girl. Ooh, I, literally, I wouldn't be surprised. But I literally just started, I, I was having a conversation Feeling with a sick. friend and I immediately, I, I, I went into a, a, like an actual physical panic attack. But yeah. instead of like hyperventilating, I cramped and I like, I, I couldn't even tell yeah, you. You literally like, feel yourself. I felt like I was crunching into, yes, a into a ball. That is what I yes. And my friend at the time, like who, well, still my friend, but like my friend who was with me at the time, mm. he was like, oh my God, I'm seeing you have this response to a specific individual. And I didn't realize, what I mean, you that? were talking about it earlier, like so blase and mm. so aloof, but like now I realize how badly triggered you, you are by this. And then you. I recognized it. I understood it. And I remembered, okay, cool. And I like, this is what my mom taught me when I was younger. 
she told me, you know, what are your five things that you can see? Yes. I like still do that right senses. now in therapy, yeah. It is the most amazing thing. It's like such connect a powerful all of your tool, hey? I mean, I've done it with a friend who's having a panic attack. I do attack. it all the time. I was like, like yesterday, I was busy listening to a Jay Shetty um, podcast. Mm. Um, love Jay Shetty. And I was just listening to him and he was also... It's like how to, I can't exactly remember what, what the particular episode was all about. Yeah. But it was about like how to be a little bit more sort of aware, aware and a little bit mindful yeah. and a little bit more, how to explain, just, just uncluttered, in the moment, yeah. yes, uncluttered and unblocking your negative emotions yeah. or whatever it was. Like, you know, wh- what is it? How do we how do we just do things when we just don't feel like doing things? Yeah. We connect our senses, yeah. we reconnect with ourselves. Yeah. And so I did that. In that moment I was like, okay, what can you see? What can you smell? What can you taste? What can you touch? What can you hear? And I brought myself back towards back to myself, yep. to the true essence, and I confronted the situation and I was like, I can handle this. I know how to handle yeah. the situation you have because the tools now. I have the tools to identify my triggers and be able to move forward from them. Therapy gave you those tools, girl. Therapy gave me those tools. You know, therapy is what really taught me yeah. how to identify my behaviors, yeah. identify my triggers, and heal from them. Yeah. And I think what I really want people to take away from mm. this, for whoever mm. is listening, whoever has felt like they have been too afraid yeah. to acknowledge that they need help, mm. it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never, yeah. ever too late. And if you feel like one of your friends or your family members or your partner may need help. I urge you and I in hopeful, hopefully encourage you and inspire yeah. you to go and seek a professional, professional help. Because it was the, I, I say this to my friends all the time, like the therapy was the best thing I ever did because mm. I don't think I'd actually be here. Yeah. I don't know if that would be losing my life to depression mm. or just disappearing into myself yeah. losing the true essence yeah, of myself not having a job not having a personality not having friends i could yeah. have been a complete utter isolate person, yeah. so i urge you and i encourage you to you know seek Just therapy start. but mm. if you don't know where a good place to start is here this is your first step yeah. is listening to this podcast yeah. and then heading on over to becoming bad mobile yeah. and booking a initial consult with Do her it. Do just it. a chat it can yeah. be a zoom phone call it can be an in-person it conversation can just be a conversation you can just tell me about about yourself i know what 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 i've realized when most people um come in for their sessions is that somebody's just like i just don't know where to start it's scary but i know trust know. trust that i'll know trust the professional yes, to trust guide that you. i'll know how to guide you to where you to need that point to start. you just show up because there's layers and layers and yes. years of, 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 of trauma and experiences yes. and behaviors that you're going to unpack. You don't know where to start. Just you're not the professional. Up. Yeah. Show up is the first step. Well, booking the session is, is the, the first, first step. step. <laughs> because, I mean, you can't just rock up yeah. because you need to book a session. So book a session. And the best place, well, my opinion, would be to start with Nobile. And g- just give her a just call. Pop her an email or whatever yeah. it is. You can find her on her Instagram. Yes, mobile n q o b i l e h dot m on Instagram, on and Instagram. please go find her on her podcast channel, yes. on her YouTube channel, YouTube and listen channel. to her incredible content on mental health, on love, on relationships, on and on everything. life, on and life, life marriage, anything. everything. Yeah. Drop She's me an email t- as well if you might feel like that may be comfortable. It's the same n q o b i l e h dot m one at gmail dot com. There we go. I'll also pop that into <laughs> our our content on the pages yeah. and. And I think 
this has been this has been incredibly enlightening. I've learned so much just from this conversation. I have learned, and I've this learned is the so second much. time we've had this conversation <laughs> today. And we but even it learned feels more. So different from the first the one. The first here. one, I mean, yeah. without Eskom's uh, yeah. little interruption, it was great. It was but I do think that this is better. And I think we covered so many amazing topics. Yeah. And I just wish that whoever's listening to this takes a little bit away yeah. from this. Yeah. And, and remember, mental health matters. Your mental, mental health matters. Mental health matters always, always. Guys, I just want to say thank you, Nobile. Thank, thank you for you so being here for tonight. Me. And I'm so grateful. And uh, go give her a little follow on Instagram. Yay. You guys know you want to go give her a follow. <laughs> and that is an absolute wrap on a fantastic episode yeah. on all things emotional abuse, gaslighting, narcissists, and just identifying the true essence of who you are and sticking to it. And that is it, guys. You heard it straight from Nobile M. Oh, we unpacked some heavy topics tonight. So I hope you guys learned something from this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with Nobile, you can get her on Instagram at nobileh.m. That's N-Q-O-B-I-L-E-H dot M on Instagram. And please don't forget to go and subscribe to her YouTube channel. She has her own podcast called Becoming by Nobile M a beautiful and empowering space where she discusses all things mental health and i really think you guys should give it a listen and don't forget to follow your host carla louise gailey on instagram you can find me please don't be shy to hit me up i love getting messages i love getting suggestions on topics of what you guys want to hear about you guys want to listen to so don't be afraid to pop me a message because i will very likely reply and of course a special shout out to uh Life and Style 88FM for providing this platform for me for this amazing podcast that I've had the ability to run with. I'm really excited about. You can find Life and Style 88FM on Instagram. Life and Style 88FM is their Instagram handle. Follow them on Facebook. Download the app on the web. And uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and click that bell button. Until next time, guys, stay happy, healthy, wealthy, kind, and grateful. CLG out.